Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Bethany. And we are Sisters in Song. Today we have a very special guest joining us, Justin Brune from the band Pert Near Sandstone. It's a strikingly different world than when Pert Near Sandstone first began nearly two decades ago near the Sandstone River Bluffs of St. Paul, Minnesota. The former Latchkey kids who grew up together a few Mississippi miles upstream have been out on a spree through the thicket and have been performing and recording this past year in earnest, which has culminated in their eighth studio album titled Waiting Days. Anyone that knows this band is aware of their humor and levity and that charm that is never far from the surface. It's a central component of their expression and a shared experience. The connectedness to the community is at the core of Pertner Sandstone's music and philosophy. So please welcome Justin Brune to the show tonight. Welcome, Hello. Justin. Hello. Hello, hello. Yeah, so, thank you. So we are going to just ask you a little bit about the band first. So tell us what you play. Tell us about your other bandmates. Yeah, we are three of the guys who founding members are still in the band and created the band. That's Jay Lenz. He plays guitar. Kevin Knievel plays banjo. Nate Sipe plays mandolin and fiddle. Um, my name's Justin. I play the bass and sing as well. We kind of share vocal duties, all all of us, and because uh, we, we all we all write songs, so we often just uh, sing our own songs. Except for Nate. Nate donates a lot of songs because he writes a lot of songs, which is uh, I love singing his songs. Um, that's kind of it. Chris Forsberg plays fiddle with us often. We'll often have a clogger if it's a certain show. So how did yeah. you get the name Pertner Sandstone? Uh, this is funny you ask. I, this is a, a question I often defer to the founding band members <laughs> because, <laughs> because uh, it often comes up. It's, it's a common question. Yeah, so Pertner is an homage to a generation or two before us. You know, people, it's kind of a colloquialism that people use and definitely our grandparents generation pert near you know pretty near oh, pert near the old sandberg farm you know so you were talking about writing songs and you talk about everybody writing songs can you tell us um how you got started in writing songs and so when i was younger i mean i asked for a guitar my mom played piano she taught piano and played at our house but she mainly played classical stuff that she could read and play but then she started getting into jazz and she did like this uh, sudden method and like was trying to study that side of things that was a little when i was a little bit older but i just the, this ex- explains the musical foundations we didn't listen to a lot of pop music but my brother brought it in because he was four years older than me and you know was exposed to things and brought it in the house and then I decided I wanted to play guitar because I loved rock music and as any teenage boy would want. But I never took it too seriously. Whenever I took lessons, I never practiced. I've always been an awful practicer. So when I was in my 20s, though, I a little more earnestly played acoustic and tried. And I would write songs, just simple three-chord stuff, you know, that, that we would play in our string band. And my buddy Jake Heyer, I credit him for me even doing what I'm doing right now. He's the one that got me into this genre of music and also told me to just play the bass because his bass player quit 
because his bass player had a kid. And, he, and I was like, oh, that's a bummer, man. What are you going to do for a bass player? And he's like, I think, I think, I just think you should do it. And I was like, well, I've never even touched a bass. So <laughs> why? And he's like, you can do it, man. I bet you can do it. So I just started to try and I, you know, not good. And, but it was fun enough for me to express and sing and play our songs. And then we started writing songs together. Some of my favorite songs that I've been a part of have been written with Jay. Yeah, and then uh, we played in a band called Pocahontas County for, man, 10, 10 years, maybe more. And we just did a lot of in-town stuff and, uh, you know, didn't tour. But per- all the while, Pertnier was out there hitting the road and beating the bricks and laying a foundation for what we're still doing today and maintaining somehow after 20 years, you know. So that's kind of a synopsis. I- so if you had to classify Pertnier's genre of music what would you say it's most like yeah i always give a run-on answer to that question as well (laughs) i mean first and foremost the instrumentation is like bluegrass at old time it starts there but then i always say but we write our own tunes and it doesn't always fit that it fits it instrumentationally is that a word it's a by instrument you could check a lot of boxes, you know, with the instruments we have, but we don't always play, you know, traditional stuff or, or old time stuff. And sometimes our old time stuff is weird too. I, there's a run on answer for you. It's, I often say it's bluegrass, Americana string music. It's Americana string band. That's kind of one of my answers too. Trying to not confine while also trying to narrow it down. Trying not to pigeonhole yourself. Yeah, truly. So what about your songwriting process? Do you, how do you get started? Do you start with lyrics? Do you start with music? Do you do both? What is? I often hear it usually starts with a melody, probably in my head or while I'm playing guitar. If I'm just beating out some chords, then I'll start humming a melody or just singing a melody of nonsense. And then I can kind of, and then maybe a phrase is born out of that. Just, just a one simple repetitive thing that I just keep singing. And then I'll try to try to capture it pull out like a piece of paper or pull out the computer and start typing words and see if I can get something poetic and lyrical out of it to match the mood of the melody. What's your biggest struggle with songwriting and what do you get stuck on sometimes? And then how do you get out of that rut? Well, I told you that I'm an awful practicer. Like I I really, (laughs) I go and I do it in like fits and starts, you know, I'm just like, bang it for a while or you know if we got a show or a tour coming i'll just i'll hit it hard the weeks before but my regimen is is awful and i and and i don't know how what to account that i've always just been that way you know so i get in ruts a lot actually currently in one band collaborate together when you're writing songs or does like one person kind of, i know you said nate kind of does a lot of the songs but you guys you know how does that work within your band so we all bring songs to the table and then we put our own flair or whatever on you know we maybe add our piece i should say that's a much better way of putting it to what what we're given initially you know and sometimes that'll be live together and sometimes it'll be a recording over the internet so then we come together and start putting it together and arrangements come together for sure we do a lot of that together uh jay's really good at arranging stuff and maybe augmenting things too like and just adding he's good at just saying what about maybe this too you know so it's good it's really good to bring your songs to these these guys and we've, and we've been doing it for 
a while. We know what each person is looking for. We know who we can ask for what. We know maybe Nate play fiddle on this. I've been thinking like you should play fiddle on this one and not mandolin live. You know, you could obviously do both in the recording studio, but often we have um, Chris Forsberg with us too. And he's, he's an incredible fiddle player. So he'll put stuff on. You bring it and then we build it together. And then we record it with Ryan Young, who we've been working with for years at Neon Brown Studios in Crystal, Minnesota. Ryan, dear friend and founding member of Pertnir, who uh, now plays with Trampled, Heat Dome, and the Fiddle Airs. That's the process, basically, from start to finish. How long have you been in the band yourself? Ten years now. That's Going awesome. on 11. Can you tell us about I current agree. projects that y'all are working on? Well, myself, I have to remove some asbestos from my attic and uh, rewire a couple of things and then <laughs> and then re-insulate it. Uh, myself, I have Pertnir. I have two two kiddos eight and five and almost nine, nine and six. And I mean, I'm on the road enough with Pertnir not to add something in. You know, I used to have other things that I had just had to carve out. Kevin's the same. He's got a full-time day job and two kids. So he's got more than he can handle. Nate side hustles like stuff in Chapel Hill. Wait, where was I going with this anyway? What was the point of this? What projects y'all are working on? Oh yeah. So he, he's very good presser. So he plays a lot, you know, so he ends up, and he, he's picking up the pedal or lap steel, farting around with other instruments. So and that's great. Cause he's the songwriting muse, you know, and, and then uh, Jay, Jay's busy as hell as a musician. He teaches music all day. And then he has a side project, The Frog in the Bog. Um, that's he and his wife have a duo. And then they have people play with them. So it's it's a, it's, it's a band, but you never know what you're going to get kind of thing. And then Jay also does Lens and Friends. His last name is Lens. So Lens and Friends at 331 and Dual Citizen Brewing in Minneapolis and St. Paul respectively and that's like a at last wednesday of every month party and it's kind of like jay calls people and is like who can come play this week you know it's real loose it's real fun you just get up there unrehearsed also the people who have been doing it a while you you end up playing the same songs because you know that's what you do yeah you roll from there it's 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 a lot of fun it's spontaneous and lighthearted. a lot like our shows how often do you tour with pertnir I think we played between 50 or 60 shows last year. Yeah. How do you make it work long distance? Like with your player in North Carolina? Uh, he'll fly to tours. He'll fly to the city we're starting in often. He'll ride with the van. And unless it's a Midwest run, then he'll fly to Minneapolis and roll with the van. It's a dance, but he, he does it. We just keep doing it. We're used to that as well. Yeah. Nate's used to it too. He travels a lot and he doesn't necessarily like flying but he does it often so so for 2024 what's coming up for the band do you have new music coming out do you have a tour coming up well we've been you know we just released our our waiting days in december so we're hoping to roll that tour on that through the spring yeah we've got so we are busy even in the beginning of the year a little bit at least we're getting out on the road in january to omaha nebraska we'll be there <laughs> January 18th, yeah, followed by Des Moines and Eureka Springs, Arkansas. We're going to play this Ozark, uh, Ozark Mountain Music Festival in Eureka, in Eureka Springs, yeah. And Des Moines is always good. Appleton, yeah. 
uh, Michigan Superior, Wisconsin, with the Ice Dance Festival that our friends Feed the Dog put on. And then the next day in Michigan at the Midwest Telefest I'm up at Park, Porcupine State Park, which is beautiful, northern Michigan. Yeah, we got so, and then we have our local winter string band gathering this in February. We've been doing that for, I think, 13 years, maybe more now. And it's always at the Cedar, but this year we had to move it to the Turf Club in, in St. Paul instead. But it's going to be fun. We have the Dead Horses from Milwaukee and uh, Sickard Hollow, a new, uh, a younger, I shouldn't say new, they've been around for a few years, a younger band out of Nashville who just shred. They're going to be Friday, Dead Horses on Saturday, I think. It might be flip-flop. But that'll be a fun show at the Turf Club. We got some friends playing downstairs in between, before and in between sets. Yeah, then we head uh, out west. We're doing some Colorado and Pacific Northwest states. I mean, we're staying busy. Who are your influences? Okay, yeah. For music, for songwriting, whatever. The people I listen to the most in my like formative, oh my God, I love music days. You know, and like my coming of age music because they're all kind of, I mean, they're not cliche because they're amazing, but I mean, Neil Young and, and Bob Dylan, I spent so much time with those guys, you know. To go off of that path, you know, I would point to people foundationally who are like martin sexton if you know who he is there's a few albums of his that i just really connected to because he's an incredible singer and songwriter but also back then was like ben harper i spent a lot of time with dave matthews band when i was younger too and like i love melody you know i don't and i love words and lyrics too but i often will not be able to remember words when i hear a song but i know the melody really well yeah so that's why i love some of the, I'm trying to think of some other people, but like these days, people who are making a mark on me musically are people like Madison Cunningham. I think she's incredible. The way she writes and the way she performs and her plays everything too. And she writes these incredible songs. So I've been listening to a lot of her, a lot of Shaky Graves, a lot of John Baptiste these days. His We Are album and then the one he released this year is really good. So a wide array. I mean, I grew up, like I said, hair metal and metallica for years <laughs> and then it was dylan and the beatles and and all that that kind of whole course of action i listened to a lot of blues which led me to jazz yeah. so i'd love bebop jazz monk and clark terry and ahmad jamal the list goes on i i consume i love consuming music i listen to the radio all day you know and we're lucky to have great radio stations in this town to play Good stuff, and you know. I love that idea of consuming music too. Yeah. So, and January 11th is a date uh, of note for us too. That's when we're going to announce the Blue Ox lineup. Yeah, that's another big part of our band. Mm -hmm. We are hosts and co-curators of that with our manager's uh, team, uh, Periscope. We basically help run the backstage, everything like artist contact and advancing, and you know, back of house production during the festival, stage managing. MC and so and then but we helped curate it too and we've uh finally solidified everything for this coming year tickets are already on sale yeah blueoxmusicfestival.com and it's the last weekend in june this year thursday thursday friday saturday i think it's 22 23 24 it's our 10th anniversary it's going to be a really good year we're going to bring back a lot of our old friends who've been coming a lot you know throughout the years but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's always some, some, some something special. I don't understand exactly what's happening in the pines, but kind of magical. Do you have a favorite lyric and or song 
And it can be one of yours. It can be someone else's. What is it and why? Current favorites. Really? I mentioned Shaky Graves before, but he's got a song with uh, Sierra Farrell. Ready or not? You know that tune? That duet? So good. How do you listen? Okay, so the lyrics to Ready or Not are... I love how he writes because I think that we kind of think the same way. I don't know if that makes any sense or if that sounds... (laughs) Or if it sounds like presumptuous. But his lyrics always kind of kind of speak to me because sometimes they're nonsensical and you know they mean something to him but they don't necessarily you know what I mean but you can easily draw your own conclusions or like this the lyrics go from the from the beginning ready or not here comes the weekend I'll be walking around talking a lot lord knows I don't need a reason to tell myself I'll be all right I hope that it's true I'm already out for the night. Why not make it two? It's just you can put yourself in a bunch of different scenarios where where you could you'd be like, all right, it's just gonna be all right, you know. Whether it's like, you know, maybe I'm living a little too close to the edge, but you know, it's it's I know it's probably safe. I'll, I'll be all right, you know. Um, but also if it's like not, you know, anything that's life threatening or or uh, dangerous, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that whole song and then. The melody, but also like the phrasing that he uses in that song too, like how they sing and when they sing and they wait to sing this line and you think it's coming, but you, you then you wait because it's not. What advice would you give to new songwriters and or musicians? One thing that, that helped me when I was young was that we performed all the time. We played for nothing. We played for a hundred bucks for four hours. We'd slip our gear around, try and hustle a little extra money for bringing our own sound gear. We got better at doing our own sound. It's all very unglamorous and it's hard work, but it's also fun. It made me love it and then made me want to keep doing it. There's the practice part. It's hard, but man, for for some people, if you can do it, I mean, people like Molly Tuttle don't get that fucking good at the guitar by not playing it all the fucking time but that's not me though so it's it i know that's what it takes but i came i came to it at a different angle but i just say play a lot you find your footing you find your friends you find out what works for you my my friend ian my friend ian swears by leaving his phone off or in another room and my friend ben majeska who who's in uh, armchair boogie I mean, and Tom, this guy, Tom Johnson, they just run scales. They get up and run scales. Like the first thing he does in the morning, Tom is just busting out scales, you know. But I really envy that diligence and ability to to stick to it. And it would do me a lot of good to do. I know I'm just, I just keep trucking and we just kind of like the little engine that could, this band, you know, we just keep going and going, you know, despite our age and, and, our, and our situations. Well, we're thrilled you're coming to our town. Yeah, we, we get to absolutely. come and check you out in, in January. Like, so any shameless plugs that you would like to make for the band? It's Instagram and Facebook and pertnearsandstone.com. Yeah, order a, order a record. We got new records. Just order records from, from the web store. Yeah, that's that's a good way to buy the music. Um, otherwise, stream us. Like Press play on the Pertnear stream as you go to bed and just like leave it in the other room. You know, all of our tour dates... I think up through February are listed. Of course, there's Blue Box, you know, 10 year anniversary. I already talked about that though. We'd love to share one of your tracks on our show. Can you tell us what it's called and anything about it? Well, this song is from the new album. I wrote it last year. 
It's called All Waves Break. Close your eyes Leave nothing in your mind Silent abysses But don't panic We're breathing underwater Searching for all your weird fishes And it's cold and it's black down here Still you feel like something draws near Below, there is no sky to fall Feel all the weight and pressure Just hold it The silence and the still Sit there in all that you measure While you hold others so
Bethany and I had a blast talking with Justin. We're super excited to hear the lineup for the Blue Ox Music Festival and hope that you will check out their Instagram page as well as Pertnier Sandstone's Instagram page and their website where you can buy their music. It was great learning about the band, learning about what Justin does for his songwriting process, and of course, learning about a band who's been together for 20 years and is hard to pin down into a category, whether it's bluegrass, old time, or an Americana string band. We are really excited that we got to talk with Justin and hear about Pertnier Sandstone. We hope that you will check them out too. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and family and on your social media. If you're a musician and you would like to be interviewed, we would love to talk with you. Please email us at NashvilleHotChickenMusic at gmail.com. We'll look forward to hearing from you and hope that you all will look forward to hearing from us. Thanks for listening to Sisters in Song.